Well, hey there, podcast listeners. It's Brian, and I'm here in the studio with Jen and Jason Wall. Is it okay if I tell them your last name? Sure. Yeah? Okay, that's good. <laughs> you don't want to remain anonymous. We, we don't know what's going to come out in this podcast, so... If my voice sounds tired, it's because I'm very tired because we've had a long day. We had a marriage retreat this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Jen and Jason, friends of ours, came into town for the marriage retreat, and uh, and we talked them into getting in here to cover one of the topics that we covered at the marriage retreat. And this one's called the seasons of marriage. So uh, let's let's let the listeners hold on for a second because first I just want you guys to introduce yourselves because I think it's pretty cool what you guys do. Jen, Jason, what do you guys do? Sure. In life, uh, this is Jason, and uh, Jen and I have been married. Just celebrated our eighth wedding anniversary. Um, we live in Phoenix right now, and uh, just came up here for the marriage retreat. Uh, I, I'm in the Air Force, and uh, pilot is my kind of career path. Yeah. So you're a stud fighter pilot. <laughs> yes. So, so <laughs> yeah. Jen, how did you land one of those? Well, in all honesty, I had no clue what a fighter pilot was. I'm from New York City, so I had no she clue. Didn't. And we met. He said, um, "I said, what, what exactly does that mean?" He goes, "You know, like Top Gun." And I was like, "I, I, I never saw that." He's like, <laughs> "He wasn't impressing you." Yet? No, he wasn't. Was he like, "Here, feel my muscle"? <laughs> he didn't do that either. No, no, no. So it took he kind of lost the, took the wind out of his sail, but then he won me over. So. So, Jason, this is off topic, but did that actually make you chase her more? Oh, that's a good question. Perhaps. Yeah, I think so. You weren't like... I needed to explain to her what a fire pilot <laughs> was. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And get the bicep feel. So, okay, so Jen, you, you where do you work? Because you're a working woman. You're a business mm-hmm. woman, very accomplished business woman. Yeah, so I work for a risk advisory company. Okay, then we're, we're going to... So you don't... You don't because if you told me, you'd have to kill me. Is that how it is? I think I have to sign some disclosure. Yeah. I think I have to get permission from I, my PR folks before I, I disclose names yeah, and things. I think, I think <laughs> doesn't it feel like it's mafia? It feels like mafia. <laughs> yes, I me. have the top secret clearance. <laughs> yeah, but I make my company makes money. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is this is a whole different podcast we need to be doing right now. <laughs> All right, so here's the, here's the topic for today. Um, we're going to talk about seasons of marriage, and this is a great one. I encourage people to check this one out on on the site um, because every single marriage goes through different goes through different seasons. You guys are eight years into your marriage, and uh, I was there that day on yeah. your wedding day. I had that day, yeah. I had the privilege of of doing your ceremony, which was really awesome. So I've seen some of the seasons of your marriage, but but you've had some other seasons in these last eight years. So let's start with this because there are probably a lot of listeners who've never heard of this. Let's talk about what the four seasons are. And for, for husbands and wives, listen to this together. If you're driving down the road, if you're driving to work, um, we just encourage you to think about which season you identify the most with, right? Because you're probably in one or maybe two seasons of your life. So um, let's start. Let's see. What should we start with? Let's start with spring. What is spring? There's spring, summer, fall, and winter. What is the spring season? Spring sure is appropriate because it's uh, spring right now for us uh, here wrapping up the end of April. Uh, Jen and I, we also kind of think it's the season we identify with at our current phase. We, we have two young little boys and uh, our lives are busy. So, so the spring season is one uh, in which things are growing. 
There's a lot happening. Um, and that's why for us, we feel quite busy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two young little boys that we're trying to nurture and, and grow up and expose to different activities. Um, we're being invited to a lot of events. Yeah. We both have work ourselves and then time for our family and fun and, and marriage on top of that. Yeah, a lot of newness like spring, you know, things are sprouting and growing. You're having a lot of new experiences with your kids, right? Three and six. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of firsts, right, that you'll have with your kids. And that's going to be happening probably for quite a few years. And then comes summer. So relaxation, rest just some space for us to focus on our marriage, which we have not yet gotten to, but I look forward to achieving this. So you can tell us a little bit more about this, Brian, when, yeah. since we're not yet there. Um, it just, it kind of evokes this feeling of just breathing room yeah, and, and, and space to actually stop and think. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to getting there while I'm enjoying spring. Summer sounds, sounds lovely. Yeah. Summer is the season. I would say that Tracy and I might be coming into a summer season because we're on the back end of raising, actively raising. We've had a long, long spring raising our kids. They're 18 and 16 now. Um, but yeah, summer is kind of where you get to take a breath. And you know, these are these seasons don't have to be 10 years, five years at a time. Sometimes they are short seasons, right? But summer is that vacation season. It's okay, we can just put our flip-flops on and just take a breath, right? And so have you guys ever had a summer in your eight years because you guys are busy and going and I think I mean honeymoon esque right so I think the the four months we were together before I got pregnant before <laughs> I was vomiting I think that was that was fun I would agree yeah that's the only time that I kind of zero in on yeah as as our summer time let's make this summer summer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deal. yeah slow down like specifically slow down. Mm-hmm. I've, I've actually had to force summer on me a little bit in my own life in the last couple of months, just with some things I've been dealing with in my own life, some some anxiety that I've had that I've never experienced before. So as I've been reading up on this, I've realized I've got to like, I have to, I'm, a, I'm like a perennial spring guy. So I, one of the things I realized is I have to force myself to have that summer, that mm-hmm. rest, that, you know, maybe not for, for years at a time, but I, I've got to work summers into my weekly schedule and I need to work it into my annual schedule right so I think that's I I wish I would have heard this podcast years ago I think Tracy and I could have benefited from it in the in the busyness the spring of having young kids and careers and it's crazy it's like it all gets piled on at the same time right you guys are in the in the at the height of your careers both of you are and but you're also now the busiest you've ever been in your personal lives with two kids at home raising kids did you guys ever figure out what caused kids? Did you ever get that taken care of? Or you did, didn't you? We so figured it out. Two, two it is now, right? You've, mm-hmm. you've got your number. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the winter season. What's winter? Okay, winter. Um, that, uh, you know, in life, winter comes with some colder times, maybe some darker days Some uh, sometimes. Those could be associated with difficult times, struggles in your life. Uh, those could range from hardships um, at work, hardships in your family or, or friend's life. It, it could be a uh, you know physical ailment, perhaps, in your body. 
um, j- just maybe some of those tougher times that are you feel cold and, and maybe distant and dark and dreary that mm-hmm. you're trying to trudge through. Yeah, winter, the season of winter gets a bad rap, huh? Because around here in Utah, winter's great because we can go skiing and fresh all kinds powder. of stuff. But yeah, fresh powder. But I think in, in this, as a season, yeah, it's about, it's kind of about darkness and, and cold. And, you know, it was, this was an emotional time during the retreat that we were just all a part of because mm-hmm. a few people shared that they were in, in, in the winter of their marriages. And it was sad, right? Some it of the things that they sad. shared about yeah. that. Jen, I know for you, you want to, you don't have to share any names, but you, you cried with some women who were going through some winter of their oh, own. Yeah. I mean, you hear these, these stories and your heart just breaks because you just feel, you just feel their pain mm-hmm. and you just want to fix it for them. And, you know, just being there is, is something that can help fix it. But mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all go through winter. So when I go through my next winter, I, I hope that there's someone who's in their summer season close by to, that I have a shoulder to cry on for. Yeah. Because yeah. you have that strength when you're in your summer and you've been through a winter then it's easier. But mm-hmm. if you've never been through a winter, it's hard to relate to someone in their winter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it feel as real for you. Yeah, and I think that's one of the insights. Before we get to the last one, one of the insights on this topic is, I think, that couples need to identify what season they're in. And the, the point isn't to try to be in one season or another. I mean, we might have our favorites. But the point is that you're, that you're together in every season that you go through. You know, that you, you're not in a marriage, hopefully in a healthy marriage, that you're not going through any of these seasons alone, right? You don't want one person to be in the spring and the other person to be in their winter. And, and you, you know, the husband leaves the wife in the dust or the other way around, right? Yeah, like when you guys mentioned during the conference, walking shoulder and shoulder. Yeah. I've never thought about that. It's just a powerful illustration. So I always, I don't think like that. You know, mm-hmm. I know that we're, we're one and we're married and we're in this together, but I don't think of us going through seasons shoulder to shoulder. And that's powerful. There's so much more power in us doing it that way. Yeah, I think a lot of couples don't view their marriage that way. They view it as toe to toe. You're toe to toe, and you're you're just you're you know husband is trying to get his point across to wife. Wife is trying to get her point across to husband. And Tracy and I always like to say, no, we want to view our marriage as we're one, we're together, and we're looking at, we're looking out at this issue, whatever it is. If it's a sickness, you know, one of our one of our winters was a few years back where the doctors. Now, luckily, they they were wrong. What the doctors said that I had this cancer that was eating my bones, and I probably wasn't going to live very long. So we had this this threat of a winter. It turns out not being, you know, that it was a misdiagnosis, but it was a gift to us because it it allowed us to look at this threat to our marriage and our family, but to look at it together, and and it 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 bonded us like few other things have done in our lives. So it's not. You know, so many couples are just butting heads on finances or kids or whatever else. It's like my perspective against your perspective, and we're wrestling to see who's going to win this fight. And Tracy and I have always tried to, if it ever gets combative like that, we try to just say, wait, hold on. Let's let's not forget that we're on the same team here, <laughs> right? And so let's let's try to look at this problem together, shoulder to shoulder, right? Not toe to toe. Anyway. Um one more season, then we're going to dig a little bit more into these. So what is, uh, what is the fall? Did I do this out of order? I did, didn't I? 
I, I yeah, jumped from summer me. to winter. You got me. Yeah, I'm not very good. I'm not very good with the seasons. So for all of you out there listening to this podcast, you're like this guy is a total moron. So like I said, it's late and I'm it's tired. It's a little late at night. Yeah, but this has been this. We really wanted to have this conversation because it was such a good one at the conference. So what's fall, um, Jen? Why don't you take that one? What's the fall season? Sure, in I, I feel and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that our marriage day it has a lot of has had a lot of fall over the last eight years. So it's yeah. it's changed and transitioned. So we've moved hmm. what three times, four times since we've been married over the eight, last eight years and had two kids. And then you had a couple career changes and pivots, and um, I've taken on different roles within work. So we have a ton of fall. So fall is, is a season of change. Um, it's a season when you're getting a new career, new kids. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, that the leaves are, are changing and, um, you know, it could cause a lot of stress. I, I'm for me, oddly, I, I thrive when there's fall. I love fall. I love when things are ambiguous and, and there's so much unknowns. But I feel like for the common normal person that causes a lot of stress, well, I don't know where I'm moving to. I don't know where my house is going to be. I don't know where my stuff's going to be. And I want my little space uh, can be really stressful for folks. Yeah, so what would you say is your favorite of these four seasons? You said you really like it. Is, it, is fall your favorite? In I, think I, I think I do best in fall. Huh. I, I think I do best when there's change and I have to be on my A game, but I think it's the most exhausting. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I obviously love summer. I mean, summer sounds exciting, so we haven't had much summer. Yeah. We've had so much spring where we're working so hard, so I think summer sounds like the best season to me. Yeah. Jason, what about you? Which is your favorite? Just uh, just instinctively, what's your favorite season? I think I would have to say summer as well. I agree with Jen that I think we both kind of rise to the occasion mm-hmm. when fall comes and, and changes there because, you know, sometimes that change is big and um, we're two capable people. So it's nice to have us partner with each other and, and get get through that change. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it's the most work. I think spring is the most work. Okay, fair. Um, where we find ourselves in at the moment. But yeah, I mean, I, I yearn for summer. I love the beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so funny that, relaxing. You, that you yearn for that, but you, in eight years, you've had very little of it, right? Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's why that yearning is there. Perhaps I think again for a lot of a lot of people just to realize like okay yeah maybe you, as you one of the things I like about things like this you know the four seasons or the five love languages or whatever is it just gives you a framework that you can where you can approach the conversation like it's just kind of arbitrary and maybe there's a fifth season we could find or maybe there's a seventh sixth and seventh love language but really the point is. Like, okay, now let's, let's agree on this framework and now let's use this as a tool to really talk about where we are in our marriage and where we want to be and what we want more of. And, and I think for you guys and for us too, I think we, what, one of the things we realize is we want more summer. We need more break. We need more time to stop and smell the roses because we don't do that a lot. We're springtime people. We thrive in the spring. And it's interesting because you're talking about the framework itself and, you know, you can't really argue too much with the seasons. I mean, you learned it and you learn in preschool. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of something that you can both be on the same page about understanding what you the feelings that you're evoked from your past history with different seasons. So you can kind of relate that to your marriage. So it's kind of nice to have a framework that's consistent and mm-hmm. you can't argue about. 
Let's talk about pluses, the the pros and the cons of the seasons. Okay, just let's kind of go through each one of them. And again, for those of you listening, as even as you're listening to the podcast, I hope you listen with the spouse or with a small group and and hit pause and talk about this for yourself and ask and answer these questions. So let's. I'm going to try to do the seasons in order this time. Let's <laughs> let's start with what do we start with before spring? Spring. spring. Yeah. So let's start with spring. What are the what are the obvious positives of spring? You know, like the the everything's growing and everything's new and everything's fresh you guys are in a spring right now what are the positives of this season exciting new um there's kind of something always going on yeah which is interesting yeah it's not boring right definitely not boring right what are the negatives of springtime it just from your vantage point as you're in the middle of it right now I think it's exhausting when you're always, every second of your day is planned. You know, my, my time to read my Bible in the morning is planned. My time to work out is planned. My time to make dinner is planned. Yeah. You know, and it's every single moment. My time to drive is planned. And it's exhausting mm-hmm. to have to plan every moment. It doesn't leave enough space for spontaneity, which I yearn for. Yeah. And I, you know, there's, there's benefit to structure, but there's so much benefit to being free to, to yeah. do what you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah, that's good. Okay, what about summer? What are the obvious pluses? That's easy. What are the pluses of that summertime? Restoration, relaxation. Which is something that I've, as I've been reading about some of the anxiety I've had recently, I've been reading that I just never thought about this. I thought I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? That our bodies need sleep. Mm. Our bodies need more than sleep. Our bodies need relaxation. That we, our brains actually need time to not be thinking about anything. You know, my brain is always, always, always going all day long and then going to bed and just trying to slow it down and get it to stop. It's just, I'm always thinking, I'm always whatever. And it's not, I don't ever feel like it was stressful for me, but I think that's one of the things I realized is I wasn't giving my body the, I used to think it was like, I don't want to be lazy. I don't want to be slothful, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I almost looked down on people who took it easy and worse and it just smelled the roses right yeah they're they're actually the smart ones because then your spring seasons are so much more productive when you've had that summer rest or your fall season or whatever seasons because you can't be the best you unless you've hit the reset button yeah brian i think it's easy to realize how we give our body physical rest how did you have you found any techniques on how to get your mind yeah to get that rest yeah, I've actually been studying on that. Some of that is meditation. You know, for me, that would include prayer um, as a Christian. Um, but just it's like it's like really and focusing on certain things, focusing fo- focusing my thoughts on on simpler things rather than just on big problems or strategic thoughts or visionary things. And so, I've been reading quite a bit on on learning how to do that. There's re- there's you know, relaxation exercises and learning how to um, get your body to actually relax, not not sleep, but actually relax. One of the books I'm reading says you need, you don't just need sleep, you need, you actually need what he calls rest. And he Mm -hmm. defines rest as this thing that I thought, I don't know if I've ever had rest, (laughs) you know, and in just, you know, having time where you're just, where you're bored. I can't, I don't know about you guys, when's the last time you were bored? I can't, re- I seriously middle can't. Middle school? That's what I thought, middle school. And that we're all type A personalities. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it was middle school for me, or maybe even before that, maybe grade school. Um, I cannot think of the last time I was just 
bored. Like nothing to nothing to do, right? That word actually irks yeah, me quite a upset. bit. <laughs> that's a that's a trigger for him. Yeah. <laughs> Just if when I hear other people ta- say that they are bored, I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. I have so many things so that many interest me read. that I would love yeah. to do if I had yeah. some free time. Yeah, and so but that's me too and that's where as I've learned is there's still my body is wired where I need I need that 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 just brain the brain turns off and I just have a really hard time even in my I'm a very active dreamer even I'm I'm a, I actually sleepwalk Wow, no, it's funny you say that. I had just yeah. heard uh, something about that that folks who dream actually who remember their dreams are actually not in a deep REM. Yes. I remember every single dream. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I remember all my dreams and, and I act a lot of them. Like I'm active in my sleep, have been since I was young. You know, I, I, my mom would sometimes find me downstairs on the couch and I don't know how I got there. <laughs> you know, one time my, clo- my clothes were on the front porch. Does Tracy have any good stories recently? <laughs> oh, yeah. we, okay. we have so many stories. Our first year of marriage, you know, I, I, I think it was our first week. It might have been our first night. I woke up in the middle of the night. And I said, Tracy, get down. And she like shot up out of bed. She's like, what? What's wrong? I'm like, look in the closet. There's someone in the closet. <laughs> and I point over to the closet. And in, in my uh, mind's eye, I see someone in there holding a gun. And then I realize it was a shirt. And then I just went back to bed. Holy of course, moly. Tracy couldn't go back to the bed for the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and she wondered if. So if you end up in our bed tonight, we'll know why. <laughs> yes, that's okay. right. Yeah, so I would just say lock your doors. Just be safe. Um, but yeah, so I, I think. I think that summertime is is good in so many ways. Like so, some couples again for people like us, I think this is probably the biggest one of the biggest takeaways is is how do I get more summer? And it doesn't have to be a season, but it just maybe it's even just a day. Like let's really focus on a day every week, and with the whole family or with our with our with our marriage. Like let's really try to guard that. And and Tracy and I didn't do a very good job of that, and we're trying to get better at it. What are the what are the cons of summer? Are there any cons of summer? I mean, I think we the three of us should be able to think of some cons. Some cons. Productivity. Yeah. You're not getting stuff done. I think there's your own battles that you have with yourself. That that perception that you were just talking about that I'm not doing enough, and then you can say start feeling negative towards yourself that you're not being productive enough. So you can get in your own way during summer. Guilt. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree. I think, um, and I don't, I don't know about for you guys, but for me, if I do, if I have a lazy day and I don't have a lot of those, but I do feel guilty Absolutely. later in the day, yeah. but I also notice it's easy for me than just to like get in that habit, right? A rut. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause that, that's why I don't sit on the Squandering couch, time. which sounds kind of odd but right. i don't often sit on the couch like my son's pulled me over and said mom this is a couch and you sit on it i don't sit on a. Cu- I don't say it ever the only time i'm laying down is I me mean, i'm sitting at work and then i lay down in my bed like i don't sit on a couch and watch tv i just don't do that if i'm gonna watch tv i'm gonna go for a run um but yeah if i sit on a couch and i never get up then i'll just sit there for like that's my fear i never want to get up yeah you get used to it yes. and I, I do say i do think that that is I guess there might be some couples listening to this that maybe their takeaway is the opposite of ours is they need a little less summer. They 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 just live in summer, right? And it's and I think that's a little bit of a fairyland. I don't I don't think that's really I don't think we were made to to have rest and relaxation all the time. I think it's supposed to be rest from work. It's supposed to be rest from 
activity, right? So rest is good, but too much rest, I think, prob probably is not good. All right, I'm going to try not to skip over the, the season here. So what about fall? What are the pros of fall? Now, Jen, you can, because this is your favorite. Why do you love fall so much? <laughs> There's something in me that, that I operate and uh, the, best, the best of me comes out because I'm kind of on my A game that we have to find a new place to live. I need to figure out all the logistics and, you know, it's, it's that adrenaline that comes with it. So that would be um, what I enjoy about, about fall is that that perfect productivity seems high or the excitement of the unknown and who am I going to meet who's going to be my new friend and I, I like I like all that excitement that comes with with the fall the for excitement me. of the newness yeah what's going to happen next okay so then what what are some of the cons of the fall of fall time in a marriage or in a family even and I think in particular I, I think of it in terms of kids maybe yeah I mean with, with change comes probably the need to um, ex explain to your children mm -hmm. more kind of what's going on, their role in this change, why the change is occurring. I think those are all important to make sure that your family unit is on board with that change, those decisions that are happening and let everyone kind of participate in that and help out. Do you see, do you see four moves in the next eight years no. of your lives? No, we're done. Yeah, we're well, staying. So and it's for the kids, right? So right. while me as a woman in her undisclosed age, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, Wallace, it's, it's something that I enjoy. I recognize that kids thrive on consistency and having normalcy and, and to describe to them change is, is a bit stressful for them. They yeah. don't want their their cheese moved as many people don't want their cheese moved. They just yeah. want it to stay where it needs to stay. Yep. So, no, we will not be moving until. When the kids get off to college, then we are moving promptly to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> for our season for your summer. of summer. Yes, for, for the rest of your of summer. summer. Where we will not be productive. Okay, so now clearly um, everybody knows that I, think, I don't think we need to go over the cons of winter, right? Because winter is dark and lonely and sad and, you know, maybe you're, you're going through a, tr a tragedy or whatever. But are there any pros to winter in a marriage? One of the first pros that comes to my mind is getting through that season, fi figuring out how to deal with that season so that when it comes around the following time, you might be better prepared. Mm -hmm. Or if it is a colder or darker winter, maybe next season, that you're that much more prepared for it because of this, the current winter that you're in. Mm -hmm. Jen, what about you? Are there some other pro? From your vantage point, are there some other pros to going through winter together with your spouse? I feel like winter, when you're in it, it's extremely difficult with your spouse mm. when you're in that winter season. But then um, when you reflect back on the winter season, you can readily see the growth that has happened, mm -hmm. the change that has happened for the good. And that's something that I, I feel like for me is very hard to see when I'm in it. But then when that situation comes up again and I see the way we've conquered it because we've overcome the, the winter then that's like, it's so satisfying and to know that that winter, there was good that came out of the winter. Yeah. If I liken it to nature or something like that, that's a very, winter is typically a hard time for survival. Mm -hmm. And if you make it through, then you can kind of look forward to the spring renewal and revival. Yeah. And I think it gives more meaning to the other seasons. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. That if you just, if you never had winter, 
I think you wouldn't really appreciate spring. You wouldn't appreciate summer. You wouldn't appreciate fall. And I think if, you know, if you don't go through, if you, this is one of the things Tracy and I have wondered about. We've had a pretty blessed life, pretty winterless life compared to some. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the things that I think about is just, are my kids ready for winter? Like, cause they're going to experience yeah. things and, and have they seen enough of us going through tough times in winter that they that they would know or or is it just going to be like i never this is something we never went through i fear the same thing for our, our yeah. children and i and i think suffering well is such mm -hmm. an admirable thing yep. to a skill to achieve and i was just sharing this with one of my counselors the other day you know if you get you know, this is not a marriage example, but if you get turned down for that promotion, there's something so beautiful in watching how someone reacts. It's not about the turn down the promotion. It's your behavior after that all happens. Right. So suffering well is something that is a skill that needs to be learned. And so you don't learn something like that unless you've suffered. Mm -hmm. um, and then not letting that suffering take a hold of you, not letting that winter take a hold of your marriage. And then you throw in the towel completely because winter is just too hard, knowing that spring is around the corner. Yeah. And I think in in our culture in particular in America we don't we don't experience winter i mean compared to most cultures in the history of the world we have it so easy and i do wonder like what at some some day in our culture the other shoe is going to fall i mean it is like i think so right and we we live in we've we've lived in very stable times the three of us have in at our ages we've lived in very stable times relatively speaking and uh with our kids Okay, one of the insights from this topic is that summertime is a time to work on your marriage. Can one of you guys explain what does that mean? Why is it that you should work on your marriage in the summertime? From a capacity standpoint, you have the ability to, the physical ability to. I think that marriage can be a very tough human beings are just tough and being in relationship with another, you, it's hard to understand yourself, let alone another person. So to be in relationship with someone when you're in a good season, when it's summer, it's just more, you're more open at that point to, to handle the hard stuff. It's more joyous to, to do rather than being in winter trying to handle it. So those would be two, two pros. Yeah. And, and I think that was what, in the video from this, uh, from this topic, I think that was a really good insight that uh, don't don't just sit back. It's easy to kind of be tempted to sit back in your win in your summertime and just say this is great. We're having a great time. But it's kind of like budgeting. You want to budget in the time when uh, when things are going well. That's what Tracy and I try to do. Is we try to budget when things are going well. We don't budget when we're about ready to buy a car or to make a big major decision. Like we want to budget when there's no real pressure on it. So work work on your marriage in that in that summertime. I mean work on it all the time, but don't. Don't take a break in the summer because you're because you're taking a break from everything else. Like always, be working on your marriage. Okay, guys. One other question. You know, for Christian couples out there, um, what would you? What's a takeaway for people who are trying to um, look at their marriage from a biblical standpoint, from a biblical framework? Uh, I think one of the big things I noted um, for us, it, it it tends to be uh, aligned with the season of spring which again is where Jen and I feel like we kind of see ourselves at the moment in our lives. Um, during this marriage retreat, it, it was said that a good consistent system of rest is uh, to divert daily, withdraw weekly, and abandon annually. Um, I, I've actually uh, heard it another way, put 
maybe encourage daily. So Jen and I, some of the ways we've incorporated that into our life is to, um, at the daily level, is to try to spend our own quiet time in the Word, in prayer, and then with one another, we can encourage uh, each other, either in those areas or as you know, simple as uh, encouraging that person to get something done that day that we know that they wanted to get done. As far as our marriage goes, the and the weekly portion, um, carving out time to date, and a, and a date doesn't have to be steak and lobster and roses. It it can be a walk around the block. It can be going to the park. It mm-hmm. can be sitting on the couch and having a conversation. Um, I just find that really important to not only rest for yourself, rest for your spouse, but uh, to continue to pursue each other mm-hmm. kind of at that weekly mark, just like you do soccer practice and church and all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. Um, and then escape yearly. You know, we just, we, we mentioned how uh, this week, this weekend, we spent a marriage retreat uh, out here in Utah and uh, it was fun. I think we learned a lot from it and, uh, are going away kind of encouraged and, and energized and motivated. And so to continue to do that at a regular interval, I think we'll pay dividends. Mm-hmm. And then my takeaway from all of this is, you know, we can talk through these, these seasons and we can talk through how our marriage fits into these seasons. But at the end of the day, if we are not individually spending time with God, then all of this is for naught. Uh, it's any time that we get into an argument or we're sitting there and things just feel a little bit off, it's we kind of give each other a look like, have you been spending enough time in the Word? Have you been spending enough quiet time? Because I, I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians have heard about the illustration of the triangle mm-hmm. where, you know, you're on the right, I'm on the left, and we move closer to the, the peak, and that's God. And the closer we are to God, I feel like so many things go away. There's, there's so many things that could become a winter that mm. will just stay at fall. So that would be my, my takeaway. More yeah. time in his presence yeah, solves think, everything. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that's what that it makes such a difference. I think having Christ in our marriages, I, you know, we, we obviously know a lot of couples who don't have Christ in their marriage. And I, I, I just can't even imagine mm. going through seasons without Christ at the center of our marriage. I mean, I can't imagine going through seasons without my wife, but even more so, I couldn't imagine going through them without, without Christ and my wife and and I think that's where we have a, as believers, as followers of Jesus, we have a real leg up, right? Mm-hmm. That that we have um, not just His wisdom and His Word, but we have His Holy Spirit, so that so that we can get through the the highs and the lows of all these seasons in our marriages. So, guys, thanks for joining us in the studio. This was a great topic, and uh, those of you who are listening, if you want to talk about this with your spouse, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, just uh, type in seasons of marriage or just go to our marriage page, pursuegod.org forward slash marriage. And we'll see you next time on the podcast.